Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Third Fridays podcast. This is going to be the July edition. And, uh, you know, we usually do this show as a 201 level accompaniment to our 101 level webinar series. So uh, the webinar series is every third Monday of the month when we talk about basic issues in workers' compensation in New York. And then the podcast comes in with this, hey, I'm bigger than you kind of thing. So I'm going to talk about next level uh, issues uh, in this podcast like I would every month. So I thought, what could be more next level than going to the third department of the appellate division, which is uh, something that we're doing more and more of due to the crazy, crazy decisions from the Workers' Compensation Board. And to kind of show you the importance and the significance of that uh, process, uh, we have two guests here today from our partners at uh, uh, PHP, uh, Eric Cooperman and John McGordy. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, uh, guys, tell us a little bit about what you do. John, I actually uh, liked what you said earlier today when you said, we exist so that you guys can focus on uh, workers' comp, right? So, like, wh wait, what, does that, what does that mean, I guess? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, the, our business plan or, you know, again, like you said, why we exist is so that um, our clients, the attorneys, can focus on their clients' needs, dealing with them, you know, um, digging into the actual written arguments leading up to the oral argument of the appeal. Our company, uh, our support team, our paralegals, uh, they're going to deal with everything else. So starts with helping you reproduce your record on appeal. Even before that, it could be to help you confirm a deadline, to buy more time for uh, an extension, seeking an adjournment. Um, we'll send you then a working copy of the record where then as you're writing your brief, you can reference the underlying record on review. Um, and then once all of that is approved, your brief is all buttoned up. Uh, we're going to then help you serve it, file it, uh, the e-brief, make sure that the e-brief is uploaded to the um, third department web portal. Um, and just make sure, like I said, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, but um, allows our, uh, our client to focus on the written argument. That's great. And, uh, you know, this is almost like the post-game show. I don't know if you guys like sports, but, like, right? Like, you guys just gave an hour, hour and a half long presentation to, to our firm as part of our training uh, initiative uh, with uh, our, our, new, uh, our new hires, our new attorneys and paralegals. Uh, every third Friday of the month, we, we bring uh, someone in to really make sure that we're not missing anything. We want to make sure that uh, we're doing better every day, right? Every You guys talked today about uh, new rule changes uh, in each of the departments. So um, how, how difficult is it to constantly be aware of these changes in your field? So the truth is um, it's what we do. Uh, so we're, we're tracking uh, right. rule changes in, in all the departments. I know your practice um, uh, at the firm is primarily or exclusively the third department, but we're tracking uh, rule changes in first, second, third, and fourth department. There's even talk, by the way, in the second department of their uh, expanding uh, into a fifth department simply because of the volume uh, wow. that's handled by the second department. It's uh, notoriously the busiest appellate court uh, in the nation. Um, 
Uh, and so that's, that's what we do. We track these rule changes. We're in constant touch with the various clerks of the appellate division uh, of various departments simply because when a rule changes, they know ultimately, they, the clerks of the court, know that we will actually be handling the logistics of the filing, and therefore it frankly doesn't matter whether they let you know, Christian, that a rule has changed when they know that <laughs> right. Christian is using PHP to ultimately file uh, their stuff. So they want to be sure that we uh, are up to date on the current That's a good uh, point, state right? Like having, having the credibility uh, to really uh, promote yourselves and make sure that everyone is on the same page. Um, you know, I like what you guys said about, you know, calendaring uh, things protectively almost because I feel like uh, we do that to make make sure that we don't miss anything and to guy to have you guys as partners has certainly helped our practice uh so you know for all all our listeners right we we usually talk about the first level of administrative appeal right before you guys are involved and that is really just a you know a time and expense function uh that is you know carried out for our clients now obviously you guys don't do what you do for free right uh but um, we talked a little bit about today how about how you know the average appeal that we would give you is not you know the 15 bankers box or the 70 volumes of that truck that you just had John right it's more uh, you know in your 200 to 300 page record right so uh, could you give our clients uh, a sense of how much that would cost them in that type of uh, appeal sure uh, you know based on the specs that you just mentioned uh, two to three hundred page record with the average size brief, which uh, again, I guess we all agreed, you know, roughly 30 pages. Um, you know, I think that would put us in a range of maybe four thousand dollars to seven thousand dollars, right? Um, you know, and again, it all de uh, depends on duplicative documents. If there are some exhibits that are shared, your 300 p uh, pages sitting on your desk could become 200, right? right? Um, and it could also increase, you know, but, um, you know, I guess on uh, about an inch of paper, you know, around 225, 250 pages, that's the average cost. And I, th I think that's, that's a really nice number for us uh, because, you know, knowing that uh, the board is actually at, at a more alarming pace coming out with decisions that are really, really adverse to our position, uh, you know, that four to $7,000 range is, you know, maybe seemingly uh, unpalatable, uh, I guess is a word, but when considering what we're actually going for, right, the amount of exposure we're trying to reduce, uh, those are, that's a good number, I think, to really use as an anchor and in comparison to what uh, our, our hopeful result is, right? So if like, if it's four to $7,000 uh, as an additional expense on the file, but there's a possibility of recouping a hundred thousand dollars. Then I mean, you know, you guys are really <laughs> making it worth it. Correct. We actually uh, we counsel our clients. Uh, I'll I'll typically ask uh, when an appeal comes up and I'm discussing it with an attorney. I'll ask what the value of the case is, um, regardless of the kind of case. Right, because and then you can tell them. Uh, correct. Right. I will literally say, don't bother. Right. Uh, because right. they'll tell me, well, you know, there's a. $25,000 on the line here. I'm like, well, you're, you're not going to spend $8,000 to try to go to, to maybe to win maybe win, right. That's the point. You yeah. know, uh, on the other hand, we, we handle appeals where the record's forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 but frankly, the litigation's over $250 million. So right. 40 grand right. is Just another drop, a drop in, the in the bucket. Exactly. Correct. So, uh, 
let's talk about then uh, you know when when you when you want to get involved right your ideal scenario uh, for for a firm like us right um, when would you first want to be involved right now okay <laughs> and I, right. I, I say that uh, tongue-in-cheek but not really um, yeah. because the sooner we're involved on the front end uh, the easier it makes it for you when you're drafting your brief uh, right. we, we don't want to be in a position where you know we're up against the deadline which is increasing your pressure with your client and you've got to crank out that brief but you can't crank out that brief in completion with citations to the record that Absolutely. John mentioned putting right. a proof together until we have the opportunity to put that proof together so we're looking to get the documents from you as soon as possible as soon as you're really ready to give them to us uh, that gives us time on the front end build a record build a table of contents get it to you and then you can draft at your leisure great and uh, do you mind if I add on of course just um, you know as far as you know dealing with our clients when we might come into play so Eric and I are getting calls when somebody is served with a notice of entry we're getting right. calls when somebody is an order just came down and the notice of entry hasn't even gone out so we're constantly involved and I know <clears throat> Eric was more talking about timing to reproduce a, a record for you but our clients that we work with on a regular basis are calling us just to make sure that their calendar, you know, the, that everything's buttoned up, that they have their six-month deadline on the calendar, they have their 30-day deadline if they're responding to an appeal on the calendar, the time in which uh, the last date for them to take an appeal and file a notice of appeal. Um, and some of your colleagues, Eric and I, were just telling them, every time you have a notice of appeal, send it to us. We'll start to track it for you. Right. So we're, you know, usually involved even, you know, maybe if the appeal doesn't even go forward, our client right. may be relying on us to track deadlines. Right. And I think that uh, you, you, you talked about that today during the presentation, uh, which I enjoyed because it's never, never a bad idea to have another set of eyes on, on, a, on a deadline specific task. Right. I mean, Eric, you mentioned today that, you know, before uh, extension requests were like almost par for the course. Right. Uh, but now you know, with a six-month timeline instead of a nine-month timeline, especially in the immediate future when people were almost planning for nine months, these extension requests are happening more and more often. So getting you guys involved to make sure that everybody's on the same page has certainly worked out for us, right? 100%. Right. So, and uh, John, another thing that you mentioned today, right, you know, if, while we're on the subject of cost, right, uh, you mentioned uh, if we had an idea of the pagination in the record, Right, we could get that to you to provide an estimate almost, right? So that you know, even before that decision is made to use you guys on a particular case, you would be able to tell us. Of of course, because we know our clients may be about to sit down with their client and go over what's next. What are our options now that we have this decision? Now that um, we just filed a notice of appeal, all we need is a ballpark number of pages right and we could certainly put together a ballpark uh, price quote for you in return and you know of course not all of those then come in and you know those appeals aren't all perfected you know so we we get that and uh, you know from cost to likelihood of success because that's another thing that our clients always want to know right I mean if I knew the answer to that right you know I'd be in a different business <laughs> right predicting the future uh, but you know, Eric, you mentioned today 10 to 15% is what you would expect for, uh, you know, uh, uh, the appellate division to overturn a prior or a lower court case, right? 
typically that's that's about right. That's what we're seeing in our experience. But that's including, uh, and I think there there was a group of us outside who discussed this. Um, that's that's including, you know, every sort of right. appeal, not, not, only just, comp, not just workers' comp, criminal defense right. appeals, personal injury appeals, medical malpractice. So taken together as a whole, uh, I would say you know ten, fifteen, eighteen percent on a given year. Uh, right. That's probably a solid number. Well, great. You know, and, and I, I wanted to keep this short. Uh, John, I know you got a, a long drive ahead of you. I want to appreciate you guys for staying a, a little bit longer, right? I kind of snaked you guys to, to make sure that you could give us some more time. Uh, so what we do Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> what we do here with, with this Third Fridays podcast, I, I like to say, defend from day one. That's like my slogan, right? Uh, but, you know, the appeals process is a different day one, right? You know, that, that adverse decision is our day one and i say our like our collective partnership together is Mm -hmm. our day one and uh it's a good reminder to our clients that when that decision comes down that we have a good partnership in place to put forward the right right application right there's nothing that they are more worried about than deadlines right you know that I know that litigation in general and uh, and workers comp. Yeah, right. Like you know, it's a 100%. we we like to say it's it's like a gotcha industry, right? Like if you you, you don't make it, mm-hmm. then it's over, right? Of course, there yeah. are extension requests that may or may not exist, right? <laughs> right now, we don't like to we don't like to file them because we know we can get it done in the six months, and we're happy that you guys are our partners for that. So. Uh, For John and Eric, uh, this is Christian reminding you guys to defend from day one. Thank you very much.